morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it may be for you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Mind Chips. We discuss mindfulness, stoicism, simplicity, and everything in between. Today's episode is called What You See. Epictetus said, Any person capable of angering you becomes your master. He can anger you only when you permit yourself to be disturbed by him. Oftentimes, in response to external events, we just give up what Viktor Frankl calls the last human freedom and transfer control of our attitudes to a force or agent that has no inherent power over us. There's very little thought that goes into how we should act, and instead it's an immediate submission to the will of something outside of us. Why is this so often the case? Perhaps it's because we tend to subscribe to general guidelines of how to be. We approach many situations as if they're as simple as riding a bike. You know, in being taught to ride a bike, we were told to just look straight ahead and pedal. We weren't taught about weight distribution or gravity or velocity. In the same way, we're told simply to not get upset. Fix your face. Stop crying. Not how to not be upset, or why we shouldn't be in the first place. I remember as a child, when I was forced to attend church, the pastor would preach about the concept of turning the other cheek, as if it were as simple in practice as it was in utterance. Not once did he explain how this was done. It was just another general guideline for a complicated issue. This is why it proved to be ineffective amongst most of the church. I believe he could have saved probably a good hour of preaching by quoting the words of Henry David Thoreau. It's not what you look at that matters, it's what you see. You know, so what you look at is what's at face value before you form a judgment, while what you see precedes the analysis that goes into constructing your subjective experience of the thing. Just as what you see precedes the brain's interpretation of light in other various wavelengths. So, in this way, we can look at something, yet interpret it as starkly different than what it is in and of itself. This is how amazing people like Viktor Frankl can go through hellish experiences and interpret it as a trial of the human spirit and will, rather than a soul-crushing excuse to give up. How Martin Luther King could withstand the blind hate of a system that wanted nothing more than to see him dead. How Socrates and Seneca remained unmovable in the face of their own mortality. They all applied a greater meaning to their circumstances, rather than acting on their base instincts. They didn't simply turn the other cheek. They changed the way that they interpreted the world, and fortified the resolve within themselves so that nothing outside of them could possibly shake them. The philosophy of phenomenal abstractions is really interesting. You know, if the brain is just a seemingly infinite and complex meaning-making machine, how can any one person be certain that what they conclude about the world is correct? This is the question that Stoics and philosophers alike ask themselves before letting their emotions lead them any which way. And this is the question we should all ask ourselves. Is what I'm feeling right now Is what I'm thinking right now in proportion to the situation at hand? Is what I'm feeling even beneficial to me? For example, 
Anger is natural in the sense that it will arise automatically as a result of previous experiences and judgments that were made about those experiences. But that doesn't mean that I should always follow that emotion. You know, I feel anger arise when I'm interrupted while working on something that I find important. Does that mean that I should lash out at my cat just because she wants to show me affection while I'm doing homework? Taking a step back from the situation and looking at it objectively with a healthy amount of curiosity, as a Stoic, grants the individual the capacity to be involved in a situation that has the potential to provoke anger or any other negative emotion, but still not respond with anger, to be unmovable by virtue of a steady and incorruptible mind. Now, it's not that schools of thought, such as Stoicism, allows any one person to never feel anger, because that's just not natural. Rather, it allows the individual to stop anger in its tracks, so that he or she doesn't react with anger in a situation that isn't suitable for that emotion. As Sun Tzu said in The Art of War, he will win who knows when to fight and when not to fight. To conclude, it's what we do with and in response to these negative emotions that matters and ultimately determines the quality of our character. It's how we choose to view the situation that matters. And yes, remember that it's always your choice. I think it's important that we should all ask ourselves these questions. You know, are you stuck on autopilot, simply reacting to the world without any use of discretion or forethought? Do you let bad weather dictate how you choose to interact with the world that day? Do you let a few bad words turn you sour? The next time you feel yourself getting angry, jealous, or hell, even infatuated with something, take a step back, breathe, and assess yourself and the situation. Consider if there's any error in your judgment in the moment that's preventing you from seeing a bigger picture. Think of the consequences of your actions. Think of how you can use this, this situation as practice to cultivate a better version of yourself and a deeper understanding of the world. As Socrates said, the unexamined life is not worth living. Thank you for listening. Remember to always be patient with yourself and appreciate what you can while you can. Have a good day.